Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Yeah, sure, old time hockey. Like it is sure. Yeah, yeah. Hello, Boston Bruins fans. I'm Kurt Schmid, and you're listening to Believe in Boston Bruins on the Believe Podcast Network. We believe in Boston Bruins. Do you believe? On this week's episode, the Bruins win two out of three in Western Canada, and could Evander Kane be coming to Causeway? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on all your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn, and you can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. Well, the Western Canada road trip was a was a pretty good success, uh, winning two out of three games, and they they looked pretty good. Uh, let's start out with uh, the shootout loss in Vancouver. Swayman looked uh, looked good, only allowed one goal on thirty two shots, and again the T, the bees got a little uh, lack of scoring support. I mean Bergeron did score; he scored the lone Bruins goal, and during the game I got to thinking about a few things. And one of that one of those things was maybe it's time to mix up the lines a little bit. Maybe it's time to put Hall on the top line for a few games just to get him going. You know, and see what happens. I mean, he played pretty well during the three games that Marshawn set out for his um <clears throat> suspension. And um you know, maybe maybe putting Hall on that line for a few games, maybe maybe till till um after the holiday, maybe playing him for the next couple of games until Till the team come till after the holidays, but you have to realize that this could hurt Marshawn. Maybe Marshawn's numbers will slip now. So your guess is as good as mine how to get that secondary scoring going and how to get Hall scoring. I mean, the main thing, the main reason he was brought here to be a left winger for David Krejci, and the two found success last season when he arrived, and then Krejci goes and bails. So. You know, the thing is, Hall is lacking that center, and possibly putting him on on a line with Bergeron may help his game a little bit. And then you, but you you have to think about Marshawn. You know, Marshawn and Bergeron have been together for a long time. You know, why screw that up? Well, for a few games, try something new, because this team is lacking a lot of scoring support. Maybe... Maybe putting Marshawn on the second line with Charlie Coyle, maybe maybe that ups you know Coyle's game a little bit. So you know what? I'm not I'm not against it. I'm not against putting you know mixing up the lines, putting Hall in the first line, dropping Marshawn down to the second line. You know, you know maybe moving those two players, you know, will help. You know, will help Hall. You know, up his game. Maybe Coyle's game improves a little bit having having a goal scorer like Marshawn on his wing. So we really, you know, we it would be nice to see, you know, mixing mixing around the lines a little bit. Now, the the other thing was the other on the other night against Vancouver, uh, Bergeron was getting pushed around a little bit, and I'm a little ticked off about that. Nobody came to his defense. You know, nobody came to his defense. And it's and I'm saying to myself, why hasn't why isn't anybody sticking up for Bergeron? Because they don't have anybody to do that. I mean, if Chara was in the lineup, he would have stuck up for Bergeron. If Milan Lucic was 
was in the was on the team, he would be sticking up for for Bergeron, and Sean Thornton would be doing it. You know, nobody on this team is stepping up for each other, and that's something I want to see. I want to see guys step, you know, teammates stepping up for teammates. But all in all, it wasn't a bad game. You know, Swayman played really good, and you know the goaltending has been really good. So, you know. It wasn't a bad game. They got the shoot. They got a point in a shootout loss, you know. And it's Vancouver. And Vancouver, you know, just recently made some changes, so they're they're looking at, you know, they were looking at, they were hungry for a win. So, you know, all in all, that was a pretty pretty decent start to the to the road trip. I would have liked to have seen them, you know, win, you know, win the game. Now the Bruins struck oil the next night in Edmonton. Marshawn got the bees rolling with a first period goal. No surprise there. And Jake DeBrusque uh, scores in the second to give the bees a 2-0 lead. Now, DeBrusque, his trade stock has, keeps going up. You know, he keep, you know, if he keeps scoring these goals, you know, maybe, maybe the bees will get something decent in return. You know, now that he's picked up his game. I mean, he's still a th- I to be honest, I still think he's a third round pick. He's, you know, he's still worth a thir- third rounder. And I don't see them, you know, going any higher. I don't see a second round. I don't see a first round. I don't, I honestly don't see, I mean, anything, anything like a third round pick. But the more he keeps, the more DeBrus keeps, you know, scoring these goals, you know, they may be able to get a third, a decent third round pick. I don't see, you know, maybe even a prospect. Who knows? But I don't see a deal coming. I don't see a, a deal for him coming coming soon. I really don't. You know, maybe maybe something maybe something happens. You know, you know, in a couple of days. But I doubt it. Now, Drysidle's two goals tied it and tied it at two, and Grizzlick scored the game winner, which was a little bit surprising. But it's good to see you know other players out there scoring goals, not just the top line, not just Pasternak, Bergeron, and Marchand. You know, it's nice to get nice to see other guys get on the score sheet. You know, um, Linus Allmark had allowed two goals and forty three shots. I mean, that wasn't too bad of a it wasn't too bad of a night. I mean, I've I would have liked to see not as many shots taken by Edmonton, but hey, a win is a win. You know, and if you allow only two goals on forty three shots, that's that's pretty that's pretty good. Now the Bruins on Saturday were on they were on fire in Calgary and the Bees got secondary scoring. Oh my god, they got secondary scoring and they got it from Connor Clifton, Charlie McAvoy and Curtis Lazar. Now McAvoy, I'm I'm not surprised. I, you know, it's like he's you know, one of the best guys out one of the best guys out on the ice. But to see have somebody like Clifton and Lazar score you know that's that's a big to do. Marshawn did score too, but it's nice to see other guys get on the board. You know, I'd like to see you know somebody like Anton Blee get on the board. I'd like want to see Carson Coleman get on the board. I want to see these a lot of these guys on the board. You know, Forbert, you know, get on the board every once in a while. But that was you know it's it's a big thing when I'm watching a Bruins game and I see guys like Clifton and Lazar score goals. All right, not just the top line. Now, Allmark had another solid game in net, allowing only two goals on 42 shots. Now, this is 
the second straight game where the Bees defense allowed over 40 shots. All right? Now, I admit the defense sucks. They have to do a better job. And I'm thinking maybe it's time to move time to make some moves to get more physical on the blue line. I mean, they haven't had anybody physical on the blue line since they let Chara go. And to be honest, you know, at first I thought, you know, when they when they dumped, when they when they let Chara go, you know, I thought, well, he's old, he's slow, you know, you know, get some of these young kids in there. They're missing them because a couple nights ago, you know, Chara got into a fight and he basically I forgot who he beat the crap out of, but he was a bloody mess. He was a bloody mess. So maybe it was a big mistake, you know, getting rid of Chara. They they need something like that on the blue line. I mean, what else are you gonna do? Because there's nobody else, there's nobody in Providence who's gonna step up. You need somebody with you need somebody with size on the blue line. That's all there is to it. And I've always said that maybe the Bruins should go out and get you know find two guys who are like six feet. Th- yeah, anybody over like six three, you know, two hundred pounds. Put find two of them. I don't care where you get them. You know, even like if you're like out there and you're gonna go draft, you're in the NHL draft. And you see two kids that aren't even scouted by Central Scouting. You find them somewhere over in Europe, and they're like six foot, you know, six foot eight, you know, built like Chara. You, even though they're slow, and they probably can't skate, but at least you got some big physical guys on the blue line. You would have like the I, I mean, who was it? The Houston Rockets used to have back in the eighties. They used to have two guys on their team. They called them the Twin Towers. Well, you can have the two towers of defense right there, you know, on the Bruins' blue line. So I'm surprised any team hasn't thought about this. You go out, and instead of getting these little short guys like a Tory Krug or something, you build your defensemen with nothing but six-foot, you know, five goons. You know, that'll beat the crap out of you when you go in the corners. I'm surprised, you know, nobody's ever thought of that before. I think that would be awesome. Now, the Flames did honor former Bruin Milan Lucic during the game for playing his 1,000th career game. And I think his 1,000th career game was played last season. And they decided to hold off on honoring him, on, on honoring him until uh, they, they played the Bruins. Now, this was a successful road trip. I mean, I expected a complete disaster from this one. But they proved that they could... Uh, beat some of the top teams in the league. I mean, I know Vancouver isn't one of the top teams in the league, but, you know, I expect, I I didn't expect them to to win two out of three. I expected them to win one out of three. And the one game I expected them to win, they lost. But, you know, when you're going up against somebody like McDavid and Dreisaitl, you know, the whole entire Edmonton Oilers, you know, you expected a loss. Going in, I expected a loss. And guess what? They didn't lose. They won. And then they came out in Calgary, and they won. So, and they have, I believe they have uh, Vegas tomorrow night. Maybe they turn, maybe, maybe, maybe this road trip was turning things around for the team. Maybe it, maybe it does. Maybe maybe this road trip is finally the turning point for this team. Now the goaltending was good. 
And it seems like they're getting better, you know, which is going to put Sweeney into making a decision once Rask signs. Now, I have a feeling that they're going to probably the Bruins are probably going to wait until after the new year to sign to sign Rask. So, but then you come down to a problem. You know, if that happens, do the Bees send Swayman down or trade Allmark? Well, you signed Allmark to a big contract, so I don't see him going anywhere. So I see Swayman going down to Providence and possibly, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Swayman went down to Providence and the Providence Bruins actually won the Calder Cup. I mean, to be honest, that would be the best thing for Swayman to do. Go down to Providence and and get some playoff, get some, you know, not only make the playoffs, get some playoff experience and possibly win a Calder. I mean, that would look good. That would look good on his res- on his hockey resume to win a Calder. Now, would that make, you know, being a Calder Cup, you know, winning a Calder Cup, would would that make him trade bait? Yeah, it could. But I wouldn't I'm not done with I I know I've I've said some stuff about Swayman, you know, how he's not ready and he's not. I mean, he's had some game he's had some really good games, he's had some really bad games, but you know what? He's not ready for the NHL yet. And sending him down isn't a, isn't a total loss for him. And I wouldn't you know, and for him, if I was if I was Jeremy Swayman, I would look at this as a positive. One I'm gonna play every. I'm gonna play almost every night. Two, take the team to the playoffs, and three, win a Calder, because winning a Calder Cup, you know, with the Providence Bruins, is probably gonna, you know, make Don Sweeney think more of maybe trading Allmark. You know, we also have to look at the length of Rask's contract. You know, what does he sign a, you know, a, a two or three year deal? You know. Who knows? But it's going to be a short term. It's going to be a cheap deal. You know, you got to keep sw- and keep swimming. You got to keep swimming in the mix because he is your future. But the best thing for him would be go to Providence, make the playoffs, and win a Calder. That would boost his. That would that would boost him so much. You know. You know to win a Calder, to win the Calder Cup for for the Boston Bruins. And I feel like the Bruins are going to need a veteran goaltender like Rask down the stretch if they want to make the playoffs. I don't think this tandem of Allmark and Swayman are good enough to lead them into a wild card spot. You know, and with Rask, you have a chance at a wild card or even the top three in the division. Of course, this team does need to pick up on the scoring and the defense needs to improve. I mean, the defense needs to improve a lot if you're allowing 80 shots over two games. But I think it's going to be, it would be a good deal, you know, for Swayman to just go to Providence, you know, suck it up, say, okay, I had some time, you know, with the big club. Let me go down here and help, you know, better my chances, you know, at making the team next year, earning a brand new, earning a new contract, and being the number one goaltender. In, in the future of this team. So, but that doesn't help. You know, it doesn't help the goaltending when your team, when your defense is allowing 80, 80 plus shots. And I'm not, I'm not sold on the blue line allowing 80 shots over two games. That's way too much. That's way too much. 
you know, you're you're allowing 80 shots. Come on, guys. You guys got to play more physical. I don't know what the problem is. But like I said, they're missing that physical presence of Chara. So maybe maybe trading for a defenseman is 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 an answer. Who's who's a physical defense? Who's the best physical defenseman out there right now? And I don't want to hear people talk, say, "Oh, it's PK Subban, Mister Slewfoot." No, the guy who doesn't even get suspended. But I bet you, I how much you want to make a bet that if the Bruins were to trade for PK Subban, right, and he did a Slewfoot, he would get suspended. How much you want to make a bet that would happen? Of course it would, because he's a Bruin. And the, we all know that the league doesn't like the Boston Bruins. Um, now, here's the thing. You know, if you get a if you get a defenseman, you know, if you're going to be trading for a defenseman, you know, I don't think you're going to get one for DeBrusque. No way. Like I said, maybe a third pick. You know, I don't see I don't see a roster player. I don't see a roster player or a prospect coming this way. I see a pick. Simple. All right, but but maybe you could get somebody, you know, maybe maybe Sweeney Sweeney pulls off a miracle and gets a defenseman for DeBrusque. I don't know. Maybe Calgary would take DeBrusque for Lucic. I mean, I would love I mean, I would love to see Lucic back in a Bruins jersey. DeBrusque is a third-line player. Lucic is now a third-line player. I mean, he was a one first, you know, he was a, you know, a first-line player when he was here. But, you know, his his lack of his playing has gone down a little bit and possibly he's a good third-line physical third-line player. You know, I know he's older and slower, but he still plays a physical game and he's one of those guys, you know, that would probably that would stick up. Um, for a for a Bergeron, you know nobody did it in Vancouver, but he would have. Something tells me Lucic would have stuck up for Bergeron against the Vancouver Canucks. So you know maybe I mean I would love to see that deal go down right now. I would love to see Lucic come back for DeBrusque. Would that happen? No, I don't think so. I mean the bees are out there scouting a Va- scouting Evander Kane. I mean, he's playing for the San Jose Barracudas of the AHL. Now, hearing hearing this, I was a little bit shocked. Why would the Bruins want to go after somebody like that? So I'm having mixed feelings about him coming to Boston, but the thing is, the guy can score. All right, he's had six 20-goal seasons. His career high is 30 goals in two seasons, in 2011 and 2012. And in 2018-2019 season. Okay. Now he scored 22 goals in 56 games last year. Which means that he still got it. Okay. He has still got it. He's a goal scorer. And it's, it's, it's kind of tough. Because the issue is his attitude. Maybe coming to Boston for a change of scene will help, will help him. But I don't know. I'm pretty sure being around a positive locker room would help. I mean, he would have somebody, guys like Bergeron and Marshawn and and Pasternak and, you know, McAvoy. He would have a positive locker room. Where in San Jose, I don't think they have a positive locker room because the team sucks. But you also have other teams looking at him. I think Pittsburgh and, and Nashville have been looking at him too. 
So you really can't say that he's coming to Boston. But does Don Sweeney take a chance? You're getting a guy who can score. And that's what this team needs. This team needs goal scoring. And this guy can put the puck in the net. But the problem is you also get a guy who could be a cancer in the locker room. That's when that's when your captain that's you know when your captain steps in and and probably a couple of other guys on the team bring him in make him feel welcome make him want to be here and maybe maybe you know maybe it'll turn out for the best. But then again the Bru you know let's just say the Bruins go out and get him. You know the other you know the Bees already have another controversial guy in Marshawn. I mean, how many times has how many times has Brad Marchand, you know, anytime Brad Marchand hits somebody, you know, it causes a stir. So, do they really need two two controversial guys on their team? I mean, if any team trades for him, what kind of reputation are they going to have if they sign him? So, it's it's kind of a mix of, about about him. One, one thing is, you know, his attitude. The other thing, you know, his attitude and other other off-ice crap that he's been dealing with or he said. And I think he's one of those guys who doesn't who um didn't want to get vaccinated, I think, I'm not sure. And you know, but the guy could still score he could still score goals. I mean, he proved it last year. 22 goals in 56 games. Yeah, he could be a pest like like Mar, uh, like Marshawn. Which is what this, which is probably what the team needs. But, you know, you you do have that, you do have you do have that attitude with him. So, do you take a chance? So that's where that's where I have an. That's where I'm like, yes, no, yes, no. The guy can score. Bottom line, if you're just looking at his his performance on the ice, I say go for it. As far as off the ice, I really don't know. I guess we'll just have to wait and see what happens there. I mean, do you see a a DeBrusque for Kane deal go down? I could see it. I mean, Jake wants out of Boston, and San Jose needs to dump Kane. It's a win-win for both teams. But, you know, you know, do you take a chance? And I don't think you I don't think you really I don't know. It's a, it's that's a tough decision for for Sweeney. Do you make that decision? Do you bring this guy into your locker room? Maybe, maybe his attitude, like I said, maybe his attitude changes. But, you know, I guess we'll have to wait and see what hap- you know, what happens. I mean, he might go end up going to Pittsburgh. He might wind up going to Nashville. Who knows where he go- I mean, he could wind up going to the New York Islanders since, you know, since they're a, since they're a dumpster fire. So who knows what's gonna who knows what's happening here? You know, does Sweeney sit around and wait wait on a deal for Jake DeBrusque? The holiday trade freeze is coming, and I don't see anything happening until the new year. You know, unless in the next couple of days, you know, Sweeney happens to you know happens to pull something out of his hat. But I really don't see any type of deal. I don't see any type of deal going down between now and Christmas or the new year. I really don't see it. You know, the thing the thing is when the new year once once the new year comes, 2022 comes, that's when a lot of the moves you'll see a lot of Sweeney making a lot of moves. 
I think that's that. I think that's maybe maybe the the point that he's making. Maybe in his mind, he's saying, "I'm gonna wait until the new year, and then I'm gonna start, you know, wheeling and dealing here." You know, you you trade DeBrusque, you sign Rask, you send um, Swayman down, you know, and then you start making some other moves. So maybe maybe that's maybe that's his plan. Maybe he's planning on making not making moves until after the first of the year because he doesn't know you know, which way this team is going. Because right now this team is on the, I mean, they could, right now they're in a playoff spot. Right now they're in a wild card spot. Maybe, maybe signing Rask, bringing in Kane, you know, dumping DeBrusque, you know, for something. Maybe that turns the team around. Maybe this is a top three team in in the division, you know, and making the, and making the playoffs. So who, you got me, but things things probably will. Sweeney will probably start things rolling after 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 um, after the first of the year, or maybe even maybe even after Christmas. I don't know. This show is available on all your favorite streaming platforms: iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes, and you can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. Are you interested in advertising on this show? please contact Believe at Believe.com. Thanks for listening. Have a great week and go Bruins. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.